What's the difference between possessed and haunted? A haunted house is a house with ghosts in it. The spirits of people who've died. But the spirits living in a house possessed have never existed in human form. They've only existed in spirit form. They're pure evil. They're demons. They thought they'd made a horror show. They stirred a curse deep down below. But they had built it began to feel. Forever now they must spin the wheel. This is the 100 Lunatics Podcast, where horror lovers and horror haters come together for insights, insults, and information overload. Here's your horror-loving host, Daniel. For tonight, anyway. His horror-hating cousin, Nathan. Hi. And returning for a second helping of horror, special guest, Andrew. What's up? Tonight's movie... Night of the Demons. Night of the Demons. The Ridge. 1988, Night of the Demons. Nathan, Andrew, initial reactions. Positive or negative? Keep it light, keep it loose, keep it tight. Andrew, take it, take it away. Take the floor. Uh, my initial reaction should be, uh, they should change the name to uh, Night of the Ass Shot slash Fetish. Mm. <laughs> and uh, pretty negative. Mm. Pretty negative. Okay. Okay, Nathan. Uh, this is a tough one, Daniel. Um, had to do a little bit of soul searching on this one. Kind of, kind of leaned towards this negative in the end. Leaning towards <laughs> negative in the end. Okay, but not yeah. strong negative. Not foul like Andrew sounds. Oh, you have trained me, Daniel, <laughs> for many, many a podcast to weigh my appreciation for horror with a different scale. <laughs> We're, we're going to soften up uh, old Andrew yet. <laughs> we'll get him nice and prepared. Soon he'll be looking forward to ones like this. I'm sorry, um, we? Yeah, we. Oh, okay. We're like a team now. <laughs> like You and I are like horror lovers, and now Andrew's the horror hater. Right. See, ladies and gentlemen, Daniel has no one on his side in tonight's podcast. It is two on one. Oh. Two horror haters versus one horror lover. So he is now attempting... To charm me, but he is a snake in the grass. I I see it. I see it. All right, Night of the Demons. We've sort of been going back and forth here, it seems. A very steady back and forth of uh, sort of a serious horror film and then right into some schlock and then back into serious and back into some schlock. And this turn of phase is definitely schlock. I would call this 80s supernatural slasher. That sound about right to you guys? Um, are we just inventing subgenres? Oh, I'm sure or these. I'm is sure this these an exist. actual subgenre. I'm sure these exist. I'm just taking a guess. Sometimes I'm going to make some uh, up, and sometimes know, I'm going to say one that's right. Let's say um, late '80s uh, supernatural slasher. That's what I said. Um, pornographic. Wait, when is that a bad thing, though? I yeah. I remember us spending well, a lot of time in the Freddy and Jason movies. Hoping for some TNA. No, I was just trying to come up with my own subgenre like you, but I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. Just like late 80s, great music, 
piece of garbage. Synthesized slasher demons. Penis. Yeah. But demon, some Andrew demon, makes demon penises. Andrew makes a good point. There, this is a frequent thing with movies from this genre and this era, is that their music or their soundtrack is often better than the film itself. And in this case, if you really wanted to argue that with me, I don't think I would push back that hard. <laughs> so you're right. It is. The music in this movie is great, especially, oh. especially the opener. Oh, triumphant. Triumphant indeed. Nathan, IMDb rating 6.3%. 6.3 rating? Uh, IMDb doesn't have percentages. Okay, 6.3. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes? How, how, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How uh, many people voted? Uh, 7,700. Okay, because that matters. Because the only people that would actually take the time to go on to IMDb and vote since 1988, 70, so basically since the birth of the internet, 7,700 people took the time <laughs> to go on and vote on Night of the Demons and it slid in at 6.2? 6.3. I'd say that's reasonably favorable. Okay. Right? I, I just think it matters. Well, what you might like with... you might like Rotten Tomatoes better. On Rotten Tomatoes, 38% critics. Mm-hmm. 50, that seems a little bit more realistic. 57% users. It, it seems a little high. You're right, Andrew. I agree. Users seems extremely high. I'm, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to keep it upbeat. We don't want to. We don't want to. You know, hack this thing to bits and just have Daniel flailing, trying to say, "Hey guys, come on, the music, right?" Sure. <laughs> <laughs> one one person on the show is supposed to be the voice of reason, and I guess that's going to be me tonight. Absolutely. No, yeah. that that yeah. voice is always me. If you'd like to also be a voice of reason, that'd be great. <laughs> if you if you'd like also to be a voice of reason, please go on and and apply at one hundred lunatics dot com. Fill out fill out the form. Yeah. Uh, click on the link and fill out the form to be a voice of reason. <clears throat> yeah, uh, I'm looking for an intern. Andrew is what I'm saying. Subject to Perfect. approval. Yeah. <laughs> All right, budget one point two million, made three point one million. Filmed that seems like pretty high budget. I think they pocketed some money. Mm-hmm. They may have. Budget. There's a lot of demon makeup in here, and I have a feeling that that's where most of this money went to. Because the setting is one setting, all the actors are who care nobodies. And hmm. it, I think it all went to the demon stuff. Because honestly, there's not even that much gore in this movie. It's all demon makeup. And I think that's where most of it went. That shit's expensive. Probably went to the girls to make them take off their clothes. Maybe. Or, or they just pocketed it. I bet you the director of the original Friday the 13th if he heard that information, he would have scoffed audibly and talked in length about how he could have made it for a quarter of the cost. I think I could have made this movie for a quarter of the cost. If you really pin me down, this is not one of my favorite go-to uh, 80s horror movies. Although I got to admit, after not being that familiar with it and watching it so many times, I'm not sure if it's Stockholm Syndrome, but... Uh, my reaction is positive. I have many moments in this movie that I enjoy simply because they're insanely awkward and weird and overacted, which is usually the best part of movies like this. As as horror haters, as you two being horror haters and having negative reactions to this movie, what are you guys thinking when you watch this movie and you're aware that people like tout it or like it? What did I say to you, Andrew, when you sat down? When, when he sat down, I think I said, we have to find a way in. Right, you did say that. We have to find a way in. We have to find a way in. We can't be negative Nancys the whole time on the podcast. Let's try to 
find find a way in. Let's do this. I don't know if we succeeded. You don't we, know. We took some notes. We had a little bit of fun. We do have notes. Yeah. The fun. I think you're going to be surprised by us, Daniel. We'll, We're going to we'll try and bring some positive energy to this for you tonight. Especially since you're down two to one, we know we can just overpower you and beat you if we if we feel like it. <laughs> it's a tough sell. I'll, I'll admit it. I'll admit yeah. it. The, the whole slasher genre is a tough sell. If you're not into horror movies, then there's not much here for you. Because most of getting off to these movies is getting off to what went wrong. Which is, there's always something that goes wrong. This is how it starts. Someone filmed the movie. This is how it starts. You don't understand. Uh, but he's... he's uh, subliminally manipulating you that's good by saying you have to look at it differently right he's trying to shape your perception that's right i could just enjoy movies like the ones that i enjoy mm -hmm. that's where i started yeah. yeah it is why i right now your your reactions i am fondly remembering myself <laughs> yeah. yeah after <laughs> after after 20 uh friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street movies uh you're kind of like um after you've watched a body of work like that you can't help but compare them to each other and kind of say, mm, no, the second one was the best one. Or, eh, I think the fourth one probably. Oof, when he went to Manhattan, terrible. Like, you start to, like, really, like, point out, okay, that one was the worst one. Or when he went to space, okay, shit just got silly. It sounds unfortunate. But great ending, you know? Yes. You start, no, you start to get a little bit more invested. I'm serious. I'm actually being serious. I, yeah, this is exactly right. Why only enjoy the best of the best when you can also enjoy the best of the worst? There is a place, okay? There is a place and a time for horror movie appreciation. And for me, it is on this podcast and this podcast only. But the only thing that I really want to mention is that the girl that Nathan already mentioned, Suzanne, Linnea Quigley... She was in one of my favorite trauma movies, Graduation Day. She's also in Silent Night, Deadly Night. And I think the only notable person in this is the person who plays the main character, Prudy Judy. Um, Kathy Podwell, who was a main character in Dallas for its entire run. That's um, bodacious boobies. Right. Yeah. Bodacious yeah. boobies. Wow, yeah. bodacious boobies, Hi. sis. If you keep on going, you'll have to hire someone just to tie your shoes. All right, that's all the information out of the way. I want, I want my music. I want my, my stage. Nathan, mm -hmm. please go right ahead. Night of the Demons. I have lowered my expectations and standards a lot in my life. Most of the time, it's in preparation of what I see coming. There are times special times where I have lowered my expectations to a level I feel has been appropriately gauged and I must come to terms with a new level a new rock bottom of standards I didn't realize existed it's as if the rock landed on a ledge near the bottom and then was interfered with by a rogue shower of dirt and began to fall further into the abyss. <laughs> Night of the Demons could more accurately be described as the Night of the Tropes. A campy horror enthusiast may suggest to you that Night of the Demons has it all. Facial close-ups, grotesque makeup special effects, 
A generous helping of nudity. A group of kids in isolation. And 80s synthesized rock music. It all hinges on how you feel about allowing Night of the Demons to be terrible. If you can come to terms with that and sink to its level, this could be the greatest movie you have ever seen in your entire life. So let's eat a bowl of fuck. Cause I'm here to party. Oh, beautiful, Nathan. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I'm always a little bit scared when it comes to that part. I'm not sure what you're going to say, how deep you're going to cut, but I think that was fair. Not only fair, maybe even poetic. Thank you, Nathan. Nathan the poet. So, Night of the Demons. What is it actually? It is exactly what he said it was. It was a bunch of high schoolers or 30-year-olds playing high schoolers (laughs) all meeting together at this weird girl's party, which is taking place at a funeral home, an abandoned funeral home. They get together, they have a seance. The seance awakens some demons. Everyone starts getting possessed. Everyone starts dying or killing each other. And uh, there is a survivor. Good show. Good show. Uh, thanks for yes. coming, Andrew. Everything's good. Yeah. Great. That pretty much sums yes. everything up. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> 90 minutes, the perfect horror movie length. Let's start right there with a positive. It knows what it's doing. It's not trying to achieve any sort of artistic high. It opens with an animated sequence that lasts almost four minutes. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty brutal. It wasn't even they didn't even take they didn't even take like a piece of the song that was like climatic and draw around that. They're just just play the whole song. <laughs> yeah. And the 90 minutes thing. Um, yeah, that's acceptable. But I will say that Andrew got kind of antsy around the 79 minute mark. Yes. He asked me, he asked me for a, how, how much is left at 79 minutes. <laughs> with, yeah, which, which says something since there's a three and a half minute opening sequence and three and a half minute closing sequence. So really, this movie is only like 80 minutes to begin with. And then you're already tired. Well, I, I said to him 11 minutes and he said, oh, no, 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 no. It's going to hit the credits in about five or six. Yeah. Everything's yep. good. Yeah. All is well. It's drawn to an end. <laughs> I'll say, oh, yeah, he's right. Yeah, end credits. Here comes. Never been so thankful. Well, they got to get over that wall. Well, spoilers. We better <laughs> we gotta go back. We'll go back. Okay. Yeah, but I'm sure Andrew was probably like jamming to the music a little bit and it was maybe soothing whatever anxieties he had about what he was about to watch. And then as soon as it draws in on that car with Stooge, Roger, and Helen in it driving to the party, I bet that right there gave you what the rest of the tone of the movie was going to be, right? I feel like uh, the music at the beginning reminded me of like a Van Damme action movie. And I was like, yeah, 80s action movies that are horrible that I'm nostalgic for. Hmm. Then we paused and it then, and we mused about all the Van Damme movies. See, yeah. See, you guys, how, you guys have an inherent appreciation it, so. for the horrible. Uh, yeah, but... On Van, a different level. Yeah, Van Damme's a special creature. It's... Come on. Come on. Come on, Hard Target, Wilford Brimley in a French accent? Can't beat that. Nathan, come on, what are you doing? That is just as ridiculous. Hmm. He started in like a... Like a biopic. There is never enough time to satisfy a woman. Mommy, mommy, 
There's no, I, and I'm a, I love Hard Target. Don't get me wrong. I adore Hard Target. That might be my favorite Van Damme movie, period. Really? But that is that is the same. I, I love Hard Target for the same, some of the same reasons, at least, that I might enjoy Night of the Demons. Mm. There's got to be a middle ground here somewhere. Right. You keep searching. You keep <laughs> yeah. searching for that middle ground. You want You want me to say that campy action movie is the same thing as campy horror movie, and it's not. Can we at least agree that Stooge, the fat, pig-nosed character in this movie, is really aggressive and verbally abusive, even for this era? Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. A <laughs> real piece of shit. Yeah. Whoa, he is throwing around bitches left and right. He is condescending to women. Yeah, I got notes really? here. I got. I kind of connected with him. Um, fatty doesn't level. know more words than bitch or whore to oh, describe right. women. What's up with that? Yeah, he was kind of bitchy, whorey. He kind of threw that around. You're right. You guys are right. He's a little racist, too. He's a little bit. Although, to be fair, he is carting around Roger, so he's got something. Mm. Yeah. Hey, oh, my friend's black, so I'm not racist. I've heard that shit before. Is that you think he has? Do you think he's friends with Roger just so we can be racist? Oh, probably. I don't know. I didn't know the black guy's name was Roger until now. And he's friends with Helen just so he can <laughs> yeah. be sexist. These are his like token friends so that he has carte blanche to be himself. We also get to meet a couple of other characters because there's gonna there's gonna be ten ten total teenagers that make their way out to this party. Right now we've met three of them driving in the shitty shittiest car you've ever seen and that leads us into uh stooge mooning an old man but not having the balls to actually moon the old man like he just shows his underwear i thought that was sort of weird and then he has something drawn on it he wants to show him the artwork oh sure yeah sure why not he, w he went to some trouble you don't go to trouble to write shit on your ass and then just pull it down and show him your bare skin especially on a cold halloween night Damn, you don't. Do you know anything cold. about mooning and cars? It's cold. There's a wind. I, I, all I could think was that I thought that that car was going to tip over with him hanging out of the window and it taking a sharp left like oh, that. Oh come on! That would have probably been a. You're insulting every fat person that's listening to this. <laughs> a great change to the movie. They could have just killed them right there, mm. and be done with the, uh, with the fat mm. guy. Well, yeah, even... he's not. See, Andrew hasn't come to the and the uh, survivors. Well, and he, this is this is what it's going to be all night from Andrew. I told you. He does. He, oh, he sounds sour. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You <laughs> might as well have just killed them right then and there. Just get it over with. You know, right. why can't the demons just be in the car and we can just end this in 20 minutes? Just like <laughs> five more scenes of like TNA and uh, 20 less scenes of of fatty chasing people these, around these girls need <laughs> not to get being naked. able to open doors these girls need to get naked in the car on the right. way there Come right yeah. just like yeah all right it's, well I, I don't know about you guys but even though stooge is disgusting i actually there's actually two other characters in this movie that i find equally or maybe even more disgusting than stooge and one of them is actually the old man that stooge is harassing when they drive by he like mm -hmm. he moons this old man. This old man freaks out and drops all of his groceries that he's carrying around at nighttime on Halloween. And in that pile of groceries is apples and razor blades. Yeah. This old man is going to go home and concoct torturous traps for small children in the hopes that they eat them and die. I thought he was just going to shave the apples. And I've got... What? 
<laughs> I've got some advice for this director on how to on how to slash budget here, how to save money. Uh huh. Instead of instead of hiring an old man and then making trying to make him look older with makeup, you should have just hired an older man. Right. Yeah. The old uh... tips of wisdom. I rarely see old men with old men makeup on. Oh, the old Prometheus. Was, the, the whole advice. time I was picturing him without the old men makeup on, and I'm thinking he's probably he's still pretty old. Like. What's up with the makeup on this old man? I don't get it. Yeah, but they want him like damn kids old. Yeah. Is this the scene where he puts the blades in one hand and the apple in the other and <laughs> looks at both items and then looks at the camera? Is that that other? Is that that one? They really uh, like I'm going to put this with his eyes <laughs> into this with the other eyes. I turned to I turned to Andrew at that moment and I, and I said it's like if I was going to go brush my teeth, I'd go and get my toothbrush and my toothpaste, and I'd look at him awkwardly and say, I'm going to go and put this with <laughs> this in my mouth in the bathroom. Yes, it's a little heavy-handed, sure. Sure, we can say that. Yeah, he definitely takes a deep, long look at both in his hands and says, tonight's the night that all the kids are going to die. And we also get to meet our virgin, our trope S, our stereotypical prude innocent girl that is most definitely going to be the survivor because as misogynistic as everything else in a slasher movie is the hero and the survivor is almost always female that doesn't strike you guys as weird is it because we just want to be staring at a female the whole time because the demographic is male so they don't have to explain themselves If if a girl survives then there's no feminism outcry or is that just nowadays I don't know. The only the thing that I find weird is that uh, she went into a room and took off her panties and then lifted her skirt up to do the ass shot. It was her sweater. Or it's the sweater. Yeah, she went out of her way. After she had already dropped her panties, she went out of her way to lift her sweater over her backside so that the camera could get a nice shot of her ass. Oh, you guys. Zero reason to pull that sweater back up. And then she had a great conversation with her brother, which she played a clip from Mm. already, which was the... Bodacious. The best conversation. It was a bodacious combo. I used to love hiding on my sister, so I would have the opportunity <laughs> to possibly see her naked when I was young. <laughs> I believe. I believe. Didn't we pause it at this point too? And despicable little liars. You guys, right now. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You guys are like. You guys are speeding ahead of me, and I love it. You guys are really paying attention, and that is outstanding. Yes. Judy, after trying to help the old man and not being able to help him, being called an old whore, goes home. Has 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 a very out. Out of the ordinary, usually your virgin-esse in a slasher movie, she's the only one that you don't get to see naked. That's usually the case. So you're right. When she comes home and takes off her, her, her like underskirt and her panties and then pulls her sweater up so that we do get a chance to see her ass. And then even though she doesn't take her bra off, her bra is see-through enough that we get to see most of what is a an amazing rack, right? Bodacious. Bodacious. What, yeah. And that is when her brother is hiding in the closet. Wow, bodacious boobies, sis. See, we stopped and we talked about the word bodacious. Oh, its origins and, and its uh, etymology. And how, it, how it's one of those words that no one uses anymore, but it was used way back in the 80s, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle style, yeah. like Simpsons. Like, like I think Bart Simpson used the word bodacious and Michelangelo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles used bodacious. And then it died. Uh, uh, yeah, a hard death. Yeah. Impressive. Awesome. Remarkable bodacious bodacious went with tubular followed by radical both of us at this scene when she took off her shirt and we saw 
the see-through bra. I think both of us were like, this could be all right. This, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, this movie's going places. Night of the Demons might not be might not be the bad. All right, we're off to a good start here. We're off to a good start. Could save itself with some nudity. It's true. That I, I just thought that that was I thought that was weird. Just that we got to see some nudity at all from her because she's up to the neck in her Alice costume for the rest of the movie. And it, it's here that the doorbell rings. Little brother goes downstairs. We get to see Sal once again. We've already met him initially when he went and abused an old man in the middle of the night. And that now he is there to coerce Billy, the little brother, one of the most annoying little brothers possibly in any horror film, to go and get his sister to come downstairs and talk to him. And here's where we get this weird subplot. Are you, are you talking about the Fonz? I don't remember a Sal. Hey, it's Sal. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Hey, he lures him outside and he scares him. I wish I had a camera. You look like he dropped the load, Junior. Junior. Hey, Junior. <laughs> this is Sal. Sal gives us, like, to me, I thought one of the more interesting subplots in this movie, which is that here we have our virgin-ess, but then we also have this character, Sal. And later on, we learn that when Jay, the supposed alleged quote-unquote nice guy coming to take Judy out to this party, we learn from him later that there's this backstory between her and Sal, where it sounds like they dated once, they had sex together, and now there's this rumor coasting around school that she's a whore, even though she's the farthest thing from it. Yet, there's no part in this movie that denies the fact that she had sex with Sal. So why did she have sex with him? Is she a secret whore? Or did he convince her in some way? Does he have a secret? What is that? Um, I think that she has a secret. What's her secret? Her secret is that... Huge dick. She must be a whore because she was called up by the old man with the razor blades. And he is the neighborhood guy, right? Like, they're yeah. watching out the window. They're watching her go, come and go. Gentlemen callers. She likes oh. to pull up her sweater to make sure that yeah. she can either, you know, I guess I have to assume because she's acting and, and not doing that specifically for the camera or that she's not hasn't been directed to do that. Then her character is lifting that sweater up so that her character can look at her own ass in the mirror. And be right? like, I like it that way. Or oh, do you think she in the butt. You think she gets off on this like extreme contrast fetish? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I like that. No, you don't even get it. She was ready. She was ready to get pounded by Jay in this movie. He just got, you know. No, he yeah, he got too cocky he, about it. He got a little impatient. But we're gonna get to that. Oh yeah. yes, no, I like this theory. Yeah, mine was much more innocent. Mine was like maybe he caught her in like a weird romantic moment, or maybe he even like she hurt herself and he went and consoled her even though he's the bad boy he had a moment of like vulnerability and then she gave in for a second and now it's played out in this big dramatic relationship movie plot sort of thing but no i like oh. you guys better she's crazy she loves to fuck and she loves playing innocent yes mm -hmm. oh yeah no yep yeah huge depth to this character mm. it's really deep outstanding i feel like we had to reach for all of that way way down <laughs> way well, Hopefully you haven't depleted. Down. Hopefully you haven't depleted that bag yet, because you know Sal and Billy they do a little back and forth. Oh, you little asshole! <laughs> you little asshole! Uh, finally, hey! Hey, he is. He's like baby Andrew Dice Clay, mm. and he has to convince, or he has to bribe Billy to get information that Judy is going to this party at this funeral home called Hull House. Daniel, forget about it. Uh, and and he's not cheap either. I mean, he would not sell out his sister's location for a quarter, but a dollar 
a, a, in, in 88, a dollar could almost get you a pack of smokes. Uh, you could get one hot dog and and a Coke. Our slut character, Susan. Suzanne. Suzanne. Bent over. I thought he, I thought he watched this like five times. Yes. Yeah, oh. Please. Okay. Nathan. Yeah, yeah. The whole scene in the convenience store where she's using her ass to distract the. Yeah, that was like a four minute ass shot. It, yeah. was. <laughs> it was. It was just her bending over, like wiggling her ass in front of them. And meanwhile, her friend was doing the old, oh, they're distracted. I'm going to stuff my bag full of shit and steal everything. And then they get outside. And well, no, Angela steals everything. And there's that, that store is full of other people. Sure, the clerks are distracted by Sus- Suzanne's ass. But there's a whole, there's like a dozen other people in that store that just look the other way as she just jams point, all dude? this shit in her bag. So you're saying there should have been a good Samaritan in the store? There should have been somebody that was like, what? This is the token scene, right? They're about to go off to a fucking cemetery, mortuary, whatever the fuck, funeral parlor. And their, you know, specific actors are going to be locked away inside of the house. And there's going to be no other actors involved. This is the only opportunity in the entire movie for the douchebag director to let all of his friends be in the movie inside the convenience store. (laughs) (laughs) This is literally the only time that he has the ability to do that. So that's why it's being done. Hey, you know what? I am... I'll Yeah, I'll give that to you. I will give that to you. And plus that one clerk is disgusting with the whole greasy hair and the... Just smacking on his gum. I had a real, real hard time with that guy. Anything that has oral smacking. Mm. Like if you were to get some food right now andrew and just like chew it liberally into the microphone daniel would end the podcast well he has now i know how to get out of here he has an issue (laughs) if i need a quick exit one smack of your go and i'm like out get out disrespect to the podcast (laughs) get out you are the weakest link get off the show (laughs) you are the weakest link goodbye that's um, it. Yeah. That's, so a, it's, that's it's, I think that's a perfect theory. The theory I have. They get outside. They you know banter, and she's like, "Oh, I hope that this party has hot guys or cute guys." And you can see the makeup on her face, and you're kind of like, "Oh, that's so funny." Complexion wasn't that good today, huh, Suzanne? That is so funny that you bring up her complexion because yeah, after all that bending over and stare, like her underwear is so tight. It's not a thong, but her underwear is so tight you can see the curvature of her vagina. And then you're just waiting for her to stand up. And once the whole trick or whatever is over and Angela is safely out of the store with all the cookies that they stole, um, she stands and up cereal. and you see her pockmarked, heavily makeuped, aged face. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. she's 30. What, what happened <laughs> what the there? Oh, but 30. I want to say that you don't throughout the rest of the movie. You don't. The complexion doesn't like the lighting is just poor in this scene. Because if that's her actual complexion, then you don't notice it for the rest of the movie. At least I didn't. No, you're right. You don't. You don't notice it. It is that. It is that one scene of the bad lighting where the truth is exposed. The curtain pulled back, and we get to see what we're actually working with. And you get to think about it in the back of your brain for the rest of the movie. Where she maybe maybe she just had a bad acne day, and she put a bunch of base on to try and cover it up, and it didn't work out. Do you guys have sour balls? Mm. Yeah, get some sour balls. I get some sour balls for you. Hey! hey. You must hey. not get good blowjobs. <laughs> Thank you. And that's it. And there's also my issue with this movie. It's it's apparent in the scene by the fact that they steal just a bunch of cereal and cookies 
and I think like maybe what, like two bottles of wine. And then I'm I'm a, I also have to assume that when she grabs napkins that they get candles and like flatware and paper plates. Like a bunch of teenagers that are so are going out of their way to break into a funeral home and invite just a, a, a barely a dozen close people to hang out into what I assume they're all hoping is going to be some like Halloween nightmare orgy. They're just running around stealing cookies and shit. Like, shouldn't they be off getting ecstasy and a bunch of drugs and a bunch of fucking alcohol? 1988, Daniel. Why is it so tame? Why are you talking about ecstasy in 1988? Yeah, did you know in 1988 um, a new drug came on the market? The oh, no, 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 no. Oh, we'll talk about that. We later. have a whole segment. Okay. In what is it? Oh, you guys have saved a segment for later? No, 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 no. You take us back to 1988 at some point, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll that's what there. we're talking about. We're going to wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Judy's getting ready upstairs. Jay is downstairs. We get to meet Jay. <sighs> we're not at the funeral parlor yet. We're not even at the funeral parlor yet. She's just getting picked up. We're getting there, though. We get to have to meet all the characters first, Nathan. We go through this every time. It's important that we know who we're dealing with so that we know who we're dealing with when they're dead. Okay? Jay, here's one of the two other people that I actually think is grosser, secretly, than um, Stooge. The only important part of this scene is the plate of poop candy. <laughs> yeah, the fudge logs look great. The fudge logs. That's what they are. They're fudge, fudge logs. logs. That's uh, what they're presented as, fudge logs. They are. Did they say fudge yeah, logs? Yeah, she's like, would you oh. like a fudge log? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear that. All I heard was you say, oh, look at the poop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poop on the plate. There's poop. I actually poop. got excited. I was like, there's shit here? Uh, oh, thank God. Yeah. I was waiting for shit to save this movie. Right? A plate full of shit. That's what you were hoping a plate full of shit would save this movie for you. That is outstanding. And wouldn't you just take one? Wouldn't you just eat one? Would you really be yeah. such a big pussy? That I you totally would. Yeah. Eat a fudge log. Jam that fudge log right in your mouth. Yeah. Hey, uh, you got any sour balls to go with those fudge logs? Hey! And Billy. I, I don't know about you, Nathan, but like I have a hard time not picturing my brother when I'm looking at Billy. <laughs> Um, I don't know. He was, he was kind of there and gone so quickly. I didn't really have a time. And the first scene that he was in, I was totally focused on the bodacious boobies and not the brother at all. So Whoa, I didn't. bodacious boobies, sis. Yeah. I didn't really register an opinion of him at all, actually. It's that late 80s, early 90s, straight blonde hair bowl cut with like the fade shave. Yeah. See, this is the problem is that you're such a horror enthusiast that every time you see shit like this. You're like, oh, there he is. There's that guy, or there's that kid. There's the prototypical tropey whatever. And we didn't even, we haven't even touched on the fact that everywhere in this first 20 minutes of the movie is like a build of music. <gasps> Someone coming out of somewhere, and it means absolutely nothing. And yeah, if you read the synopsis of the movie, you know nothing's gonna happen until they get to the funeral parlor. So all the tropes hit like this brick wall of, of stupidity and indifference. It's fucking terrible. Yes, and that's that is where some of the, I think some of the nostalgia kicks in for me because when I hear that Casio keyboard sound effects kick in and the extreme facial close-ups and the first-person perspective camera like 
that brings me to a place of comfort. That reminds me of like being young and watching television and not having any responsibility. But I could see how that to others is just like eye rolling painful. Yeah. yeah. Well, even, even <laughs> with my with my more extensive experience than Andrew in terms of the countless 80s horror movies I've now seen because of you in my life, I uh, I see those things and I'm like, oh, here we go. Even the scene where the camera got all shaky as the person ran up to, I think it was Sal. Oh, God, that was horrible. Sal that went up to accost the old man. Yeah, the beginning, yeah. Me and Andrew are like, And every horror enthusiast is like, <laughs> throwback. All right, so Jay, the Jay is like the he's just, he is there to fuck. Period. Like he doesn't give yeah. a shit oh, about Judy. Fuck yeah, is Jay there to fuck? Jay is all about fucking. That's all that Jay is about. And it starts instantly. It starts in the kitchen with the mom watching. As soon as she turns her back from her fudge log plate, he is trying to make out with her. Yeah, wouldn't you? She denies him. Well, why not? I love. She's got audacious boobies. I like to make out with with the with the with the girl that I'm with in front of her younger brother, and I like to stare her younger brother in the face while I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, and then right behind the mother's back. That's she is a remarkable beauty. And Jay tries to kiss her as soon as they get out of the house as well. Like he cannot yeah. stop himself from trying to accost this woman. He's a fondler. He's a fondler. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call those people? Grabby. Um, molesters? Predators. They're mm, players. He's, he's fond of the public display of affection. Mm. Handsy. Handsy. There you go. Come he's on, handsy. Judy. We're going to settle on Handsy over here in Canada. Handsy. I like it. Then we go back to Stooge. This is a weird... This is a scene where Stooge, like, cranks the wheel when they're about to miss a turn in his car and throws their car into this, like, violent 360 spin. Do you know what I'm talking this, about? Yeah, this was a great action scene. What well, was he that? was trying to avoid trick or treaters, was he not? No, no he just—they were going to miss a turn. Yeah, and he grabbed the wheel and they turned, and then their car did a three sixty. Mm, this phone. is where the half a million went. Probably it was just this car turning around, paying the stunt driver to do that. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. They, 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 they doesn't just say turn the wheel here. He cranks it. Throws them into a 360 spin. This takes them off the road. It blows a tire out. They don't. They have a spare tire, but no tire iron to fix it with. They're just stranded there. And we get Max and Franny, two oh, other I characters. I remember this. Yeah, I was no, I was freaking out about the trope. I wasn't even thinking about all of the details of the, of the car. I was just mad at the fact that oh, here we go. Like up to this point, there was a lot of building, as you were saying, Casio keyboard, like. People coming out of corners, bullshit that meant nothing because I read the synopsis and I knew where it was going. And then, boom, the car breaks down. I'm like, oh, fuck. What are you doing? Like, every five minutes, we've got to have a trope here. Jesus Christ. (laughs) They've got no way to fix this tire. We get to meet Max and Franny, two other characters that are going to be joining this party. And I think we have a full-on diverse cast here now, right? You know what happened uh, during this point is that there was a shot of the full moon and I was just like, this is a great shot of the full moon and now we're going to get a werewolf. And then I thought about the movie title and was disappointed because yeah, they should have just had werewolves instead. Maybe There's I no werewolf I here. Go. I, didn't, I didn't go the werewolf thing, but I did make a comment about the, the ethnic girl. You the, did. The Asian girl. Yeah. I yeah. was like, oh, now we're full on ethnic. Here we go. Yeah. We do. We, All races are represented. 
This is where I wrote the word racism and put a dash, getting ready to make notes about all the things that were racist. But were they that racist? That's actually a lot of what I want to get into in this movie. Oh, there's some racism. Because there might be some racism from Stooge. Some like generic good old fashioned uh, the guy with a, a mullet mohawk cornrows would have. I think I'm going to point something out to you that you didn't even notice in your five or six viewings of this movie. I'm going to point out something to you later during this walkthrough that you're going to be like, what? I didn't even notice that. Holy fuck. Oh, what is all this? We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> but Max and Franny, these are friends of Judy and Jay. Franny is the Asian girl who I... I thought at first they were wearing matching costumes, like Max was the doctor surgeon and she was the nurse, but I guess she's like a pixie fairy thing. Are we really going to discuss the costumes? Didn't quite put that together. Just I was just wondering if you guys had some feedback. We'll move on. The whole point that I want to get to is that the only purpose Max has in this movie is to be the character of exposition. There is never a time in this movie except for when he... Uh, does that joke on Stooge about giving him a hand and instead of helping him with his tire, they all just applaud and leave him there. Except for that one line, every other line Max speaks in this movie is to describe or tell some sort of background to what the house is or the curse of the house or the lore of the house and nothing else. What is the lore of the house, Daniel? It's whole house. There's a lot going on here. If you listen to Max, uh, throughout the movie, it's been cursed forever. Even ancient Indian tribes were afraid to go past this one particular stream on this one particular patch of ground because they said there was something wrong with it. People that went there died or went crazy or both. And then the other stories he tells throughout, including the one of this family that owns this funeral home, is that the same thing happens, that eventually everyone starts to degrade in their behavior, they mention at one point that the owner starts to fuck the dead bodies, and then he eventually kills everyone in the house, including the maid and himself, in a big mass murder-suicide. And now this place has just been abandoned, and everything has been left inside. And that's where everyone is heading to. This is where Angela wants to throw her big party and her big fancy seance. She mm -hmm. wants to have it out here at this place where these people have been dying for centuries. Old Man Hull. Old Man Hull. Crazy. Slaughtered his entire family. You might call him a kinslayer. <laughs> you son of the a The wheel bitch. of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become legend. Legend fades to myth, and even myth is long forgotten when at age a gift birth comes again. Beautiful. Where was what the hell was that? <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> to the kin to the kinslayer. <laughs> that was beautiful. Loose Theron Old Man Hall. Oh man. I wanna that, say It was a shout out to Wheel of Time, folks. It was the one everyone was into before Game of Thrones. Fuck off. Don't don't degrade them. I'm not, They're I'm reminding two them. Two separate entities. Okay? I'm reminding yeah, them. One, one has more magic and more pages. <laughs> <laughs> Significantly more pages. Only a, an extra. 57,000 pages. What is up with the fucking ass fetish in this movie? Yeah, there's lots of that. There's lots of ass. There's... I think this director just had a thing for The director ass. was definitely ass and what he should have been boobs. What is wrong with that? Nothing. I'm just saying that it's rare. A lot of times in, in horror flicks, especially campy ones, girls are running around with their tops off and they don't focus this much and for this long. Do you know how many shots there are of ass 
they bend oh, over like and they just they the just beginning. square up on the ass. Ah. <laughs> Penis. Ah. Now, <laughs> now we have everyone arriving at the house. The first people there is the car with Max, Franny, and Judy and Jay. And inside this filthy fucking place, Sal has he's been hiding here for like maybe 45 minutes just in a casket with a mask on just waiting to scare them but we'll eventually learn that sal is one of the most heroic of this crew of people that are out here because now everyone's out here we're ready to party heroic heroic unfortunate he (laughs) stupid no come on yeah that's what i i got uh (laughs) <laughs> uh, I know lots of people hate this word, but uh, I put I down. I, I love how everyone is retarded. Like mm. every single person is really dumb. Mm. Yeah, no, that word's not very PC. Not anymore. They use it in this movie for sure. They do actually. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to be like Stooge. Oh, yeah, he does call everyone retards. Roger, but, uh, Roger. But it's not just him. It's like every single person is is very not there in the brain. Hmm. Oh, it's late eighties. A lot of non PC stuff. A lot of what are you deaf and dumb? You'd think that highly intelligent people would would go and party in an abandoned funeral parlor where a lot of people died because of some old man that murdered his entire family. You'd think that would be a go to for highly intelligent people. I have uh, expectations that are clearly too high. Right. And and what kind of party is Angela throwing? Like it's herself and nine other people. She doesn't like Judy. She doesn't like Stooge. Who is this party for? Is she just expected to go and hang out with a half dozen people like in a dark house and then just I have a seance? I think she's used to just like pushing for the seance, you know? That's 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 what she wants. The rest of it is just decoration around the seance. And man, do they decorate that place. They are like she seems like she has an agenda. I got to be honest with you. Suzanne is like, she wants every guy there to whip out his cock and come all over her face. That's pretty obvious. And Extremely then, obvious. Yeah. Angela wants to sit in a circle and light candles and, and put black makeup on her lips and act like Elvira. That's what she wants to do. Yeah. Let's get some up. Mm-hmm. And Judy wants to go to the school dance and Helen wants to continue her abusive friendship with Stooge, I guess. Helen. Everyone has their place. Helen's the only person that I remember the name of in this movie. Which is weird because she's one of the first to go. Oh, yeah. And that's why. Because after she goes, it's like 30 minutes later. And I'm like, you know, it'd be interesting if that girl just never comes back. And she yeah, doesn't. Did, did we look up the cast list and start saying, where's Helen? <laughs> like, I think I may have asked, oh, is that Helen? Oh, yeah. You asked yeah, who Helen I was. was like, is was that like, Helen? No, and you were like, Helen. no, that's not Helen. Helen left. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Fuck, I don't know who Helen is. She disappeared for no reason. <laughs> Shit. Who is Helen? She was in the car. Oh. The also, one person where nothing gets explained. Yeah. She's like, fuck this, and leaves. So I consider her a survivor. Uh, yeah, but She's, also also no one understands how a strobe light works in this movie. Have you guys ever used a strobe light before? Yeah. Yes. It has to be pitch black. And then the strobe light is the only light in the room. And then based on the frequency of its flicker, you can make everything seem like it's in slow motion or like mm-hmm. put scary effects. If there's fireplaces and candles and other lights on in the house, a strobe light does nothing but just make everything epileptic. Yeah, you really need to have a disco ball to make it 
So as soon as they kicked it on and Stooge is like looking at his hands like, whoa, (laughs) I was just (laughs) laughing. (laughs) I also think um, that it, uh, I would think that a battery operated strobe light would be rare. Yes. Yeah, it, it would be rare. Yeah. Okay. And there's this weird little foreshadowing setup scene between, like I said, this place is heavily decorated. After they got to this place and everyone introduced themselves to each other, they went and spent like 90 minutes, a couple of hours just putting up decorations, putting out plates with snacks on them. And Judy... See, Sal is fucking useless. He's there 45 minutes beforehand. Yeah. And he's just waiting to get into this coffin. He doesn't set up anything. He doesn't set up any lights. He doesn't prepare for the party at all. What a fucking useless tit. Oh, you little asshole. Yeah, he's an asshole. Hey. Hey, you could have set up a table or something. Could have done something. Fucking useless. Nothing. And we, this is, but this is the point that they do this whole scene, which is weird that Angela and Judy have this like tiff with each other because. Angela accuses Judy of littering by leaving a lighter on the table. And Judy is so scared of Angela and her warning about demons that she puts that lighter back into the little pocket on the front of her costume. And that, of course, will come into play later. No time is wasted. I remember thinking that it was handy that she hung on to that. It is. Also, how'd she have it in the first place? what's, uh, What's Judy doing with the lighter? Smoking some doobie? Yeah, I think so. I think so. They had marijuana in the 80s. Yeah. I That's think what she does right before she has sex with all the boys. Yeah. I think her and I think Jay is like a rich boy, like one of those like dresses in like fancy yacht club clothes kind of guys. And his parents are very rich or his dad at least is very rich. And I think Judy and Sal have like a, a plan to pull something over on Jay, like get something on him and blackmail him for money. I think this is like... I think that's maybe that plot will expose itself uh, in the sequels that hopefully we'll get to in part two and part three. Oh, totally. <laughs> I feel like that's reaching. No, 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 no. I can I can see it. Really? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Totally, <laughs> out of my depth. Totally and completely logical. Oh. But the music stops, and I'm we're just starting to agree with him for the sake of. Agree- oh, sorry, Daniel. Go ahead. Oh, what is all this? <laughs> We're finally going to get to what this whole purpose of this party is, which is this oh, seance. Thank God. Thank God. You'll never believe what I found in here. <laughs> you're, you'll ne- you're never going to believe what I found. A standing mirror. A standing mirror, which terrifies Roger. Like He comes running out of that room and cowers in the corner. And it's Why just, is that a big deal, though? It's just a mirror. Why does the mirror equal seance? They don't like, you never, he's like, so he's so excited. You're never going to believe what I found. Like he's so amped up. Fudge logs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A second black person. You're never going to believe what I found in here. Some bodacious ass. Oh, bodacious boobies. Wow. Bodacious boobies, sis. You're never going to believe what I found in here. Old man Hull's coffin. It's the end of the movie, guys. Come on. That's all that it is, though. It's a tall body length mirror that they're they're going to use to all sit in front of and do this past life seance but it wasn't even angela's idea she took them all out there to do this seance and she doesn't even coordinate the fucking thing she doesn't go no 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 we're all going to sit in a circle i brought this fucking rabbit we're going to kill it she doesn't do any of that 
It's I the, think they all just, as writers and directors of the movie, were like, how do we initiate the seance? Well, no, but they have Franny do it. Franny and pipes they, in. They say, you're never going to believe what I found, a standing mirror. Because everyone knows, everyone that I know anyway, right. everyone knows standing mirror equals seance. Well, I know. When absolutely. I hold them regularly, there's like I have a standing mirror just for that purpose. You do? Yeah, yeah I have one too. Yeah, Guys. I haven't actually gotten into it yet, but I was, I was told... From an authoritative source that standing mirror equals seance. Yeah. So I bought a standing mirror so that I could perform seances. Has it turned black yet? Huh? No, not yet. I haven't, uh, haven't really got down my script yet for the seance. Right. Yeah. So I don't bad. know why I'm hanging out with you two wipes. Guys. Yeah. Guys. It is not that you need a mirror for a seance. It's that you need a mirror for a specific seance, which is a, the specific seance that Franny brings up, the Asian girl, which is a past life seance. Yeah, this is racism. Why is that racism? Because that's a ethnic Chinese Buddhism thing, past lives. She didn't say, oh, I have an old Chinese ritual. Let's all sit in front of the mirror. Fuck off. The only person talking about past lives in the room is the Chinese girl. And Angela. That's racist. Angela didn't bring it up, but she seems Will more than willing to go into it. Will you admit that it's racist? It's. I'm not going with it. No. They fucking cast it as a Chinese girl so that they... Oh, it's so racist. <laughs> Come on, man. That's fucking racist. But they're all Night of the Demons there. is racist. It's not racist. Night of the Demons. <laughs> it's not racist. They could have... Any character could have brought that up and it would have gone the same way. They just chose to have it be her. They're all sitting there in front of the mirror. The I guess... <laughs> I guess somehow they know that the ritual is that the mirror turns black and then it's going to show what who's like a, an image of who somebody was in their past life. So black I, equals evil. Black evil equals demonic. Racist. Well, the, the only racist part of this scene might be that Roger, the one black character, wants nothing to do with all, with all of this voodoo curse bullshit. Yeah, he's like, I was musing about Eddie Murphy's Delirious during this part. Where he talks about haunted house movies and how it's never a black family because if it was if it was a black family they'd be like oh honey this is perfect everything's so perfect the perfect amount of space oh we found the perfect house get out oh shit well we gotta go so let's, <laughs> let's get out of here yes yeah yeah he Roger wants nothing to do with it he he explores that right away and. They get halfway into this little ritual. The mirror does actually black out and everyone's waiting for something to happen. And like the lights flicker on in the house. I'm not sure who turns it on. That's never explained. The lights come on and disturb it. Everyone is distracted except for Helen, who continues to stare at the mirror and sees she's the only one that sees the vision of the main demon head. It look, yeah, it's like a half dragon head made out of sticks. <laughs> What are you guys talking or about? Bones? Talking about? Maybe bones might be a better word. Are you, guys, oh. are you just talking, talking about Zool? Yes. Zool. Yeah, let's go with Zool. Yeah, it did remind me of Zool a little bit. It is the main demon head, the master demon, or the demon that lives in the crematorium of this funeral home. The one that we, I guess, is the one that's been torturing and scaring people for a thousand years. Helen's the only one that sees it, and then she gets a vision of her of her own death. We don't know it at that moment, but we know it later. That's her own death that she sees in the mirror. And freaks out. Really freaks out. Did you hear her squeal screaming? Yeah. That was, she was squeal screaming. That was brutal. I tried to clip that, and I was annoyed just trying to clip it. And so I just left it. You're welcome, both of you. Thank you. Mirror falls down, and then everyone just instantly turns on Helen, including Stooge. Saying some crazy shit. Bastard! 
You can't take, you can't trust her to drive the car, to make proper right turns. You, what a whore. You can't even trust her to sit in front of a fucking mirror. What a bitch whore. <laughs> Shut up and drive, bitch! Bestrin, fuck what? You cannot take this bitch anywhere! And I don't know if you watched it, if you're if you paying attention to that scene, he raises his hand as if he's going to backhand her oh, and yeah, has done it before. It's, uh, this is actually somewhat normal for this time, isn't it? Oh yeah, he just hit women. Yeah. Hey! And this is the actual possession. And this is where I'm going to bring in sort of a topic of discussion. Is that they, the mirror falls down, it breaks. And this is probably my, this this is most definitely my favorite shot in the movie. It's the only one of any, like, creative caliber. Where they're all standing in a group and we only see them in the reflection of the broken glass on the floor. And they're all having a discussion about what happened and what's going to happen next and yada yada. But they're all perfectly framed in these shattered pieces. And even though they are arranged really, you know, too perfectly, it's the only really pretty creative shot in the movie. And I have to give it credit. I feel like there is a different scene that was a, a better scene that's coming up soon. Oh, good. I hope that Actually, you're... it might be the only scene that I was like, this was okay. Well, I hope that you pointed out because... One scene. Yeah, I will point it out. Well, it's no problem because I only have really one scene as well, and I'm someone that's going to defend this movie. Have we gotten to Noise Stink Chill yet? Yes, that's exactly where we are. That's where we are. Noise okay. Stink Chill. <laughs> classic Demon Noise what? Stink Chill. That's classic Demon NSC right Wait, there. Do you say Noise Stink Chill? No, you got to acronym that. It's got to be NSC. Hey! Hey, hey bring out the... Hey! Oh, here comes a demon. Bring out the fudge logs. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. And let's see. Yeah, I guess we're all to assume that that is what that's uh, that's the very common three things that happen whenever a demon presence is making itself known. Yeah. Well, no, as long as you have a standing mirror. It's broken now, though. Without the standing mirror and without it turning black, racist and exploding um, and shattering into glasses, then you don't get the typical noise, noise stink chill. You need the noise stink chill to get demon, though. Yeah. Well, no, you need, a, you need a group of innocents to destroy a sacred artifact in the haunted house, which is then enough power release to awaken the demon from his prison in the oven in the crematorium. Daniel, who is then this mirror is a sacred that, that, object? That is exactly what I just said. Thank you. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, classic noise stink chill. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. demon comes rushing out. He's invisible, only exposes himself through being stinky and chilly. And goes, I guess, for what is the easiest, most sinful target, which is Suzanne's open mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm. So she's the first. Suzanne she's is the, the first to get possessed. Surprised that she was standing, actually. She's the first one to get birthed. Yeah, or surprised sure with, with open mouth, I would have anticipated her to be on her knees. The, the first to be reborn, Andrew? Yeah. Yeah, did I say rebirthed? Yeah, rebirth. Just came out, didn't it? Yeah. Reborn. reborn. Yeah, she's definitely the first to be reborn. Rebooted, yeah. uh, reimagined. On her knees, given, yeah. given some noise, some stink. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. She brought the chill. <laughs> Bring in the chill. Oh, yeah. Demons. Did you hear that? Demons. <laughs> but here's here's the I'm thing. Gonna, I'm going to plop some demons on a plate in a few minutes. Throw back little demons. <laughs> Demon candy. So here's here's a movie called Night of the Demons. 
We've got all these people trapped in this house. Now we've got a demon released in the house. That demon has possessed one person. And from here on out to the end of this movie, we're going to have this demon go around and pick off different people and convert mm. them into demons or possess them or split off like a budding asexual plant. And that's really what my concern is. Before we move forward from here, I want to put a framework on this by what is happening here, guys. Because to they me, have mistitled the movie. Yes, it needs it needs to be Night of the, the Demon. Demon. Thank yeah. you. Oh, if if it is an asexual um, multiplication of itself, then it is a Night of the Demon. And right? there is no sign that there is anything else other than the one entity that is controlling right. them. They all act as a Zool unit. It is yeah. Zool replicating itself yes right? shouldn't However, this be night of the demon and her zombie army i, I just wrote at <laughs> it's totally there that's i just so scratched out s and i put night of the demon zombies yes that's so you and i are like communicating on a different level mm. it's almost it's almost like i can hear you smell you and feel chills coming through the microphone Nathan, come on. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Yes. This is a I'm proud being, moment. I'm being an asshole. That's what I'm doing, Jenny. But it's right. This doesn't have... This is not multiple demons. We are shown there's only one demon. That demon possesses one. And then from there on out, sort of just like... Is able to possess it's because others. It's because they come... It's because they, they become zombie-esque in nature, right? So now there's multiple entities walking around doing evil things. So I think they were probably pushed into adding the S because of the, you know, confusion that that would cause the normal person that wouldn't automatically interpret this as an asexual demon situation. It's because the writer doesn't know the English language. That could also be true. Mm, somebody sounds bitter. Penis. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, yeah, it's true. You're right. All right. Don't get sloppy on us, Andrew. Come back to the fold. Come back to the fold. Um, Slowly but surely, you'll get more angst. So now that we have one possessed, it's only a matter of time before they're all going to get it. Suzanne is the first, I suppose, easily possessed because she's a whore. I guess whore trumps asshole. Yep. Mm, it might have just been open mouth situation. Maybe she just had her mouth open and, you know. It's like it's like um, that movie Fallen with Denzel Washington. Where Azazel kind of like hops around to different oh. people, right? He takes he takes he takes the first available one, right? So it might have just been that she was the closest. Yeah, she was there begging for it, mouth wide open. Right, and it's so even based on like the cover of this movie and the sort of hierarchy that comes about later, Angela is like the head, sort of demoness. But it's Suzanne that gets possessed first, right? Isn't it supposed to be her? According to the cover, yes. Um, like that's another thing that that, that 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 struck me as weird. I've got issues with. Don't don't bring up the cover of this movie. I've got issues with it. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave that alone. We don't want to get into it. That's fine. But now everyone, now the music is over. The seance has scared everybody. Roger and Helen want to leave. Um, and now that Suzanne is possessed, she just goes ahead and gives them Angela's car keys. Like, they were going to try and find a way to make their way back to Stooge's car and sleep in Stooge's filthy fucking car. Why is it filthy automatically? Because it's Stooge's car. Look at him. Ugh. You know that there's, like, empty. <laughs> He's he, 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 like, he, like, polishes off a beer, 
Wally t- calls a girl a bitch and to shut the fuck up and throws the beer out the window and then says something racist to the guy in the back seat and uses the word retarded. Like, his car has got to be filthy. He may be an immoral, racist human being, but he threw the beer out the window and there's nothing about his behavior that automatically equates to a dirty vehicle. It might be the cleanest car ever. I don't know. The paint He's job... throwing things out of the car. Do you see his paint job? His paint job was, like train car graffiti like that was his paint i think stooge is probably very meticulous and is actually quite a clean person personally he does have look at it look at his haircut it's not sloppy those are some clean rows very clean rows there's attention to detail there i think you're missing shit here you watched this how many times But we get an explanation on the difference between a ghost infestation and a demon infestation from Angela. Angela, the know-all, be-all of demon things. And then everyone's just like... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Andrew, did you just sense a little a little judgmental mm-hmm. towards Angela there? Yeah. yeah, what's going on with your... What are yeah, your with Daniel, Angela? what's going on here? You got, you got some issues with Angela's character? Hey, t- to be honest, guys, I'm a little upset that we didn't get to see Angela's boobs. Mm. they're teased that whole movie through that weird like mesh corset thing that she's wearing and we get Mm, you know what this is right andrew you know what's going on here what's that she's probably i mean let's just exclude daniel from this conversation for a minute andrew would you agree that angela is probably the closest thing to a dominatrix in this movie yeah yeah so daniel likes strong women he likes to be dominated and controlled and I think that he resents her, just as we kind of resent not being able to see the full-on offerings of Judy. Right. Or get to watch Jay give it to Judy, mm-hmm. either in demon form or in human form. We, we kept the door open for both. Um, <clears throat> but that never happened, so we felt resentment towards Judy. Yeah. And I think that he may be feeling resentment towards Angela because he didn't get that dominatrix. Like he, I think he wanted something there. Right. Yeah. I okay. we're, 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 we are done discussing that. Uh, Daniel, you, you may continue. I would argue that I think Angela might be the only virgin here. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. She's probably saving it for a virgin seance. Hey. Hey. I think that is how she sort of usurps Suzanne's position in the demon hierarchy is that she is like more innocent, therefore more has more space to be filled with evil demon energy. <laughs> yeah, this is what the director himself, this is the conclusion the director came to, you know, in 1995 after somebody suggested it to him at a horror con panel. <laughs> sure. But now everyone yeah. is just ready to fuck. Like the party is yeah. basically mm-hmm. over for everyone except for Stooge and Sal. Mm-hmm. Jay and Jay's yeah, going to go try to rape Judy. They go upstairs, right? As a foursome? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. branch off. Split up, which which has to happen in a slasher movie. The the group has to split into small parts so that they can be picked off and then eventually come back together and explain in frantic, heavy breaths what has happened to them all. This is the Did- atrocious flashlight continuity scene. All right, so there's the the group splits. Half of them go off to try and find some place to fuck. Half of them are going to hang around. Roger and Helen go outside to try and find a way out of here, and. We pass oh, the right. demon they're, possession. They're searching around yeah. on the wall trying to look for the gate. Okay, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And there's also a, a pass of the demon possession from Suzanne to Angela. She makes out with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fills her yeah, full of demons. Fills her with demon. And there's also... Dude, she gets really excited about it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's also, some noise. Some stink. Yeah. And there's Roger mm-hmm. outside. And 
they can't find the gate and they've gone around the wall the brick wall many times and they can't find the gate and he's just like randomly smacking the wall is that what you do like once you're out of quite like out of ideas you just like start touching every little brick to see if it's loose that didn't make any sense to me can't you just like stand back and just look at the wall and be like oh we're fucked the acting is bad and the direction or blocking in that situation is bad not as bad as old man but you know close Old man is pretty bad. He's terrible. I I gotta say, yeah. Could have done better with the old man. But Helen is gone. Andrew, Helen is gone. Helen's gone. This is, it's interesting because you brought it up earlier where she sees her on death, I guess. In the mirror, yeah. In the mirror. Um, But I was just like shocked throughout the whole thing because I was like, they should bring her back somehow. Like we should find out what happened to her. Like something happened. She either has been going to turn into one of the demons or she's, you know, escaped. But I take her as a survivor because we don't know anything. So you incorrectly assumed that she was a survivor. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the movie, yeah. And, but didn't you, did, would that mean that she just, like, ditched Roger? Yeah. <laughs> you, you were totally... Wouldn't co- you? You were totally okay. Like, she, like, for a split second, she catches where the gate actually is. And instead it's of going, like, hey, there's Roger. There's door, I'm out of here. No, 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 no. no. Fuck. No, I don't like the way Daniel's doing this right now. Here, here. Okay, I'm putting I'm putting my foot down. All right. Okay. Okay. You can't expect a couple of people who are not that into horror movies to give a shit. If they don't show you a death scene and the fucking girl just disappears, then, you know, who cares whether she's a survivor or she's dead? Like you didn't you didn't put a period at the end of that sentence. What are we supposed to do? Sit here and argue over assumptions? Come on. Yeah! Eat a bowl of fuck! <laughs> I am here to party! Yeah. See, Eat a bowl of fuck. See, I wish I had said it like that now. Yeah. Party! Eat a better. bowl of fuck. Festering fuckwads. Shut up and drive, you bitch. I can't take this bitch anywhere. Wow. Daniel, eat a bowl of fuck. He was a treasure suck, trove. Suck a bag of dicks and eat a bowl of fuck. Oh, you know, it is. It's a new one. It's a Louis C.K. esque new one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's gonna start making its round. Hey, hey, eatable fuck. Hey. This is a fucking gem, though. Eatable a fuck. That's a gem. <laughs> it it's is just lost in this campy horror movie from '88. Uh, I think thank- I think comedians need to watch campy horror movies from the '80s. Thank just you. Littered with gold. Stooge. Yeah. Or uh, littered with fudge logs. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes all right so they've gone off there is jay they're talking uh, max is telling them all the story of like the background of this place all the tribal stuff has already been over and then jay gives them that like eyeball move to like get the fuck out of here so they go off to find their own thing he starts putting the moves as soon as they close the door actually creepy jay is like already hand on her tits just breathing <laughs> yeah. heavy on her neck just like Ugh. He might what did thought, you what did you expect? He was eyeballing the other guy to get out. He was, but I thought I don't know. And she instantly is like the Miss Prudy Prudy. She's like, I don't just hold me, <laughs> just hold me. Not Jay. here in this creepy fucking house, and I'm with her. Like that is a creepy house. I totally understand, but I also do want to see her naked. Come on, let me just fuck you on this dusty old medicinal table. <laughs> it was clean like twenty years ago. Just brush those needles off. He's close. He's close to 
this would be one of those, like, in modern day, this would be one of those ambiguous, like, rape trials where, like, it seems like the girl asked for it, but he was too aggressive, and who knows? We have to have a whole bunch of people deliberate over what did or didn't happen. What was she doing in an abandoned funeral parlor with all these kids at a party? She followed mm. him out there. She already had sex with this Latino boy. Old man testimony, guys coming in and out of the house. Yeah. I know a whore she, when I see one. Yeah, what's she doing with the lighter? She's a fucking obvious drug addict. Ooh, closet yeah. drug addict, yeah. She asked for it. So we have all that going on. <laughs> fucking terrible. <laughs> we have all that going on, and then we have everyone is separated off under their own, and the only people that are left is Suzanne, Sal, and Stooge. And Suzanne wants not Sal, the more attractive of the two, but Stooge to yeah. follow her and help her out in the bathroom. Maybe I'm in the mood for pork tonight. <laughs> Suzanne wants some pork, some Stooge, some Stoogey, some Spoogey. I don't, I don't like how we're automatically just Sal is more attractive than Stooge. Well, but even Stooge thinks that Sal is more attractive. Yes, Stooge is surprised as well. He's surprised and he's like excited because mm -hmm. it seems like he might be having sex for the first time too. No, Stooge puts a lot of effort into his haircut. He keeps his car nice and clean. He carries himself well with the ladies. He says complimentary things to them, <laughs> like whore and bitch. Oh yeah, Stooge has, Stooge has spread eagled his fair share of white trash honeys, for <laughs> that's, sure. That's tweetable. All right, everyone's roaming around the house. Everyone's getting ready to have sex. Everyone's doing their own thing. And while they're all doing that, I think it's time that we went back to 1988. Andrew, we need you to huddle in here, pull your feet and your arms inside of the cart. Get tucked in, good, good, here we go. Nathan, you ready? I'm ready! Right, 1991-1988-perfect-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-party-
I was a I was a strange I was an odd child. I, I disappeared into my imagination a lot, so I don't uh, I don't think there are a lot of firm memories. You could ask me things about 1988 from from a movie perspective, and I could fill you up. Yeah, fill me up, Nathan. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! Ooh, nice. Die hard, baby. Die hard. Or a uh, classic Rain Man, right? Yep. Yep, classic. Yep. Totes. Totes. So we have like a perfect little step down here. Because so you're nine in 88. Andrew is seven. In 88, I'm five. Oh, youngin. Uh, hey, uh, Andrew, what drug was created in 1988? Yeah. Oh, crack. Thought, there you go. I thought crack. Crack came on the scene. Crack came on the scene in 1988, baby. Yep. Mm, splashing down with major success. Mm-hmm. And found its way up the nose or into the veins of one Kevin Tenney. <gasps> what? A creator, writer, director of Night of the Demons. Yes, continue. Must have been doing lots of it. Notable uh, crack a, a addict? News, news article here about uh, Kevin Tenney being arrested for crack possession. In 1989. Oh, that is perfect. That is perfect. He is riding high off of the weird, like, mild, extremely mild success of Night of the Demons. He's doing coke. He's probably hanging out with uh, Linnea Quigley and her slutty friends. Well, he was probably doing coke in 88. It turned into crack by 89, see? Yes. Things, Things started to go south. So early adopter. Needed a better high. Hop it on that crack train early. Choo-choo! Varoom. Varoom! Night of the Demons, an archival zeitgeist masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah, a rock opera of demon (laughs) flamenco dancing. Oh, don't fool around. Hop in here. Let's go back to the future. Okay, all right. I'm in. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on, gentlemen. Party! 2015. Back to business. What is happening? Susan takes her exit. She, like, turns into a demon while she's in the bathroom. She screams. It alerts Stooge. Stooge breaks into the bathroom to figure out what's happening. She's not there. Susan is gone, at least for the time being. Do you guys have sour balls? I'm fixing my face. Do you guys have sour balls? I just want to look good for the boy. For tonight, anyway. Do you guys have sound balls? Sour balls? Um, yeah. <clears throat> I th- I'm getting excited. We're about to come up to, like, the two best scenes in the entire movie. Keep going, man. Sorry, there's two best scenes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shocking. Yeah. Andrew only has one, and I provided the other ones. Hopefully your answer is both of those. Now we cut to Sal... As annoyed as I was with Sal at the beginning of this movie with the way he, like, just torments old people in the street and acts like a jerk-off, by this point in the movie, I've, like, come to like Sal. And he's just sitting in the living room watching Angela be hypnotic and weird, and he's just like, what the fuck are you doing? No. This is one of the best scenes, arguably the best scene in the entire movie. Yeah, it's the only one that I like. What's happening? Tell me. This demon has some sort of training in classical flamenco dancing. Yeah. That is being done to a backdrop of 80s synthesized rock. 
oh, yeah. opera miss. I don't know. This is this this scene almost like both of us kind of got hypnotized by it a little bit, and we both kind of looked at each other and and we're like, all right, this is the best scene in the whole movie. Yeah, she was doing flamenco slash uh, contemporary dance. She was. She could tell that yeah. she had dance training. Though. Like this, she was actually skilled at dancing, and she was. She was given it. She was given it her all. This was a intense moment. There, there was a part of me that was suspicious of when she was like spinning around and it was showing her ass in that g-string. I, there was a part of me that thought that was. I was pretty sure that was a body double. But all the rest of the dancing, yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised you guys were into that part because I thought that part went on forever. It did, but it had a hypnotic quality. And the reason why you were pulled out of it or thought that it went on forever is because you resent Angela. And this goes back to the whole dominatrix thing. But you don't, we don't want you to come. <laughs> wow, are we breaking down my psyche in this show? Hey, we're not talking to you about that. I'm just saying that that's where it's coming from. I'm just saying, interesting that we get to see the virgin's nudity, but no nudity from the villain. That's rare. If so nothing she's else. She's a virgin also. Exactly. Uh, at this point, she is a demon. We've been over that. Yeah, virgin demon. So, okay. Well, if you're going to say virgin, then you have to say virgin demon at this point. You can't just say virgin. A very special kind of adult. Penis. Oh, what is all this? As she's doing this, like, five-minute-long hypnotic demon dance to try to lure Sal into something, it doesn't even work. That's the whole, that's the whole weird thing of the scene is that all of her effort doesn't even work. Sal gets freaked out. He backs out of the room. Uh, Stooge mysteriously just appears out of thin air. And at first I thought that was because he'd already been turned into a demon from Suzanne. But as this scene goes on, Sal runs off into the house somewhere. Stooge goes to engage Angela and she makes out with him and bites his tongue off and supposedly turns him, him into a zombie minion slash demon at that moment. So how did he... Uh, no, under that logic, the title would remain Night of the Demons. You need to say that she asexually created another copy of herself. Yeah, okay, right. okay, fair enough. Yeah, she like hive-minded... And stop referring to her as Suzanne and Susan. <sighs> I'm just trying to keep you in check, buddy. I'm not even I'm referring... Just, I'm just trying to show you love. I'm not right. referring to Suzanne, I'm referring to Angela. And Demon so, virgin. Right. So now Stooge. Now Stooge is is part of the team. I don't know where he appeared at a thin air. I can only assume that that is part of Sal's like hypnotic hallucination from watching Angela dance. With all this asexual talk and being Dude. part of the Angela's a bastard. Fuck what? You cannot take this bitch anywhere. Shut up and drive, bitch. Yeah. Eat a bowl of fuck. <laughs> I am here. Yeah. Blew us a cool stiff breeze right out of his butthole. <laughs> Dude. A bowl of Tip fuck. top. All this talk about asexual being part of the team just makes me think of Slither and somebody just like, you know, latching on to the, the sack entity. Just <laughs> sucked in by the blob. Anyway. Oh, throwback. We've got... I've got multiple people possessed. Here's our three main baddies, if you will. It's Angela, Suzanne, and Stooge. They're going to be running around this house for the rest of the film, just tormenting everybody. And here's where I want to get into a discussion about rules. Rules and powers. If you're creating a universe of supernatural things, you need to be consistent. Because it's all about execution. 
Right, Nathan? You know how I feel about execution. (laughs) I know how you feel about execution. And in that is where I appreciate consistency, which is where Nathan and I agree. So what are the powers in this film? We've already discussed the discrepancy between zombies and demons. So what about, what are the zombie slash demon powers? Uh, They can tap people and they fly through walls. Tap people fly through walls. It seems like Suzanne has the ability to transform back and forth between being a demon and being an attractive slut. Mm -hmm. But the other demons don't take advantage of that. No. And uh, Stooge, uh, Demon Stooge, has an inability to open doors. Yeah, he's got the ability to walk slow and run fast and not be able to open doors. Yeah, he kind of like hip thrusts the doors. He likes to hump them. Yeah, he humps the doors after they're closed. Right, and Angela has the ability to float around and go... <laughs> See, that's that's the thing, is that her demon virgin status gives her this, yeah, this uber power where she's able to levitate. Yes, she rises make above the rest. Gurgling noises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was also of the right mindset to... It's like, it's like someone who takes hallucinogenics. You know, they can take more hallucinogenics if their mind is is ready for it or able to accept it right so she of of the mind of the seance accepting mindset uh she was ready to be possessed and she's therefore taking more power from from the possession absolutely now to the scene that this movie is known for it's not anything we've seen up until this point that this movie is known for it's known for this one scene and that is where suzanne is Using her lipstick to draw all over her naked body. This is the confirmation. The that confirmation. We know that Kevin Tenney was on crack. This is where we where we get that confirmation. Yes. Uh, yeah. Wow. Because of where that lipstick goes. When right. where does that lipstick go? Right in the nipple. Right in the nipple. Right in her nipple. Yeah. Pretty much everybody who watches this movie will be like you know, especially if they're male, they'll be like, oh, yeah, she's drawing all over her tits with her with her lipstick. Sweet. And then her right. Coming around. Oh, she's coming around. Oh, she's going to do like a spiral. And then she's going to. What the fuck? <laughs> what, what the fuck? What? Yeah, that's what happens. You're just like, oh, yeah, she's got nice. T- what? 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 What is that is so weird for all the like this movie is known for its badass decapitation scene. This movie is known for being brutal. This movie is known for making you feel so anxious you can't take it. Night of the Demons, this one, and very much the remake. The remake highlights this scene and I would say even improves on it. Is this weird shoving a stick of lipstick into her tit? Yeah. And we actually, both of us, I think, thought, okay, so her nipple is changing then. It's a demon. Like she's, she's pushing in that lipstick, and now her nipple's going to be deformed, and or the base of the lipstick tube is going to be where her nipple was. There's gonna, this is going to change her nipple in some way. No, bounces right back. Bounces right back. No this separate is, demonic nipple. This right. is a great magic trick. I feel like David Copperfield could take a lesson from this. Yeah, like and maybe incorporate it into an act of his own. Like pull his dick out and like shove a piece of lipstick like right into his dick, or like a thin glass <laughs> rod and then crush it. Mm, sounding oh. not for everyone, but definitely for someone. <laughs> definitely for someone. <laughs> 
yeah, again, very, very strange. Also, maybe possibly the best special effects in the movie. Like, I've at first I was like, is there something weird about her breasts? I guess. They, they seem almost more perfect than last time I saw them. And then the lipstick just goes right in there, and you're like, oh, those are fake, I hope. And now, after this bizarre lipstick breast implantation scene, we have Jay, who happily locked away and forgot about Judy in some room in the house has stumbled across slutty Suzanne with literally lipstick and makeup just drawn haphazardly all across her face. He finds her in a room by herself, and he's all about it. All This is the second time. The second time, right. He did stray once during the dance earlier. Yeah. And here he is again. She goes right for his pants. She starts to unzip his pants. I know, or hopefully I know, that all three of us are thinking, here we go. Gonna get his dick sucked a little bit. And then he bends down. And he lies down. What, what is that? That's how you get blowjobs in the 88. No, that's just like he's engaging. Like The act of going down is to engage in the sexual activity. Is that what it is? That's, yeah. That it's seems... Sim- it's, it's, a sim- it's symbolic of him engaging in the sexual activity. And Andrew had a big hang up about that as well. But I pointed out to him, that's not what's important in this scene. This means... Judy's not getting naked. That, well, yeah, there you go. Well this done. This decreased the probability of that happening significantly, and it ruined, because we had already seen Suzanne, so it was a little disappointing. It's true. We see all of Suzanne in this scene, to be honest. We've already seen her breast. We've seen her ass at the beginning, and here we get a little bit of demon pussy? Yeah, well, that's the problem, is that her face continually turns from... Regular, regular girl demon. to demon face. And when it goes to demon face, you know, you're also thinking about the lipstick tube that's stuffed inside of her tit. It's, 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 it's in the there somewhere. It's in there somewhere. The whole thing's skewed. Something you can never take out of your brain. And there's lots of things all coalescing here at one time. We've got Sal running into Angela by the fireplace. She's just warming her hands by the fire. Remember that one? Um, we have... Roger outside, who was this entire time just been hiding in Angela's car. Yeah, he really took a turn here from being the like strong athletic guy to really like pansying out here. Oh, a big puss puss. Right? Yeah. Roger Roger in this movie devolves into a huge puss puss. Such a big one, in fact, that Nathan, I have replaced my crying baby sound effect with Roger. Um is this new puss puss business? Is this going to continue? Does it, dis- does, does, does it disturb you when I say puss well, puss? I'm saying, why can't we go with pussy? Why do we have to go with puss puss? It's a big puss puss. Okay, let's hear it. What's the sound bite? <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, okay. I was like, no, Roger wasn't a puss puss. What are you talking about? But yeah, no, he was a pussy. Yeah, Roger Roger ends up being a big pussy. But before that, we have the scene where we get a a relatively decent eye-gouging scene um, from Suzanne to Jay. No, you're talking to a veteran here, Daniel. A veteran of 80s 80s horror. Oh, you've got some better eye-gouging scenes in mind? Oh, no, I'm just thinking back to... I'm thinking of back to that head squeeze that Jason did in whatever number that was. Those where are classics, yeah. And the heads, the eyes popped. That was that one was far superior. No, here is directly into the eyes, and it's just it's all because Jay 
just won't stop looking at her. Stop looking at me. There's a lot of running around. Roger comes chasing inside from being scared from being outside because Helen's dead body falls on the car. Uh, Sal is terrified by Angela's burning hands. A demon stooge and demon Suzanne are running around the house murdering people and shoving makeup into their breasts and genitalia. It, it's really, this entire last part of this movie is just that. It is just a lot of running around into different rooms Sometimes being prevented from entering those rooms, sometimes from entering them freely, sometimes the windows are barred up, sometimes they're not barred up, and when you exit them, they just lead into weird outside rooms that don't actually let you out to the outside world. People flying off roofs to their death, humping of doors. Right, and despite how much action is happening here, Judy, our virgin-ess, our heroine, is still just locked in a room by herself doing nothing to help herself escape. She's not screaming for help. She's not banging on the door. She's just sitting there in her Alice in Wonderland costume, sad and confused. It's okay. a survival uh, tactic. Jay, Don't make noise. Jay, come. come back, Jay. I'll do it. Right. Stooge yeah. tries to get her, can't open the door because of his non-demonic door opening abilities. Mm -hmm. Sal and Roger. He, the, he pulled the short stick, I think, Stooge. In terms of demon powers. He did. He can't do much. He can't even change back and forth being looking normal like Suzanne can. Mm -hmm. And he definitely can't dance like Angela. Yeah. Now he's like an orc. <laughs> yeah, he is yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah. But he gets distracted. Sal and Roger end up freeing Judy from her weird little prison room. And Sal and Judy. <laughs> fuck, there's so much fucking <laughs> happening here. Sal and Judy end up escaping to the room where Suzanne has killed Jay. And, and here's where we learn that there's no real escape from this place. Because there is a window in this room that's not barred. Sal wants to get out of it. Uh, Suzanne gets up, freaks out. Uh, J Judy goes running off into the house somewhere. And Suzanne knocks Sal out of the window. Knocks him out cold. He falls out the window, down to the first story somewhere. But it ends up that he's just stuck in some like weird outside room. And he ends up just climbing some water pipes to get onto the roof so that he can magically appear as the savior five minutes later when Judy is on the roof getting attacked by Angela and he comes in to take her place. And him and Angela end up toppling off the roof together. Sal gets impaled on a pipe. And now it's just Judy and Roger left to run around and cry together. But there's one more person still. Who's remaining? Helen. Oh, Helen's dead. No. No, we never said Desi. Uh, she disappeared. She ran off. Oh yeah, but she already like she she, she already she, fell on onto the car dead and scared Roger back inside a while ago. What? Oh yeah. I thought that was what's his face. Who? Daddy. I thought that was Stooge that fell on the car. Oh no, that was Helen. That was Helen. Yeah, that oh, was Helen. Oh man, this ruined my whole day. <laughs> I totally thought that was Stooge. No, that is absolutely Helen. That's Helen. Okay, That's, she's dead then. This yeah. ruins my whole. Yeah, okay, go on. Oh, you had a magical theory about her being like some secret savior? I thought she was the third survivor. Oh, no, no, she's dead. She falls on that roof. Her Ugh. face hitting the windshield is her face hitting the mirror that she saw earlier. Right, that makes a lot of sense. And from the looks of it, she got some of the worst of it. Like, Stooge got his tongue bit out, and Jay got his eyes gouged out, but Helen looks like she got... All of her bones broken. <laughs> it's dark. She went to a dark place while the rest of them were inside dancing around. Horrible. 
It's yeah, it is. And it's all just running around. There's screaming. They all end up going down to the basement where the crematorium is. And even though Judy knows what a crematorium is and that a crematorium has a big oven in it where they burn bodies, she treats uh Roger like he's an idiot and says it's an oven. Yes, that. And she also is clueless when she opens the quote-unquote oven and looks inside. She thinks it's just a tunnel. She has no idea that in a funeral home there would be this place where they burn bodies. She's just like, ew, there's bones and pipes full of gas in here. And then she describes it perfectly after? Exactly. And recognizes it and uses the pipes in that oven to burn the demons as they try and break in. And that part where they're hiding out in there is most uh, definitely uh, that part where uh, Roger's being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Roger. And we overlooked it because it's been a long time since we've done a slasher movie. But I would say, Nathan, uh, listen, endure, endure the length of this. Judy is most definitely a scream queen. She has build up and release. Wow. And we're done here. She th- th- this is all that this is. Th- all the all the pleasure this movie is in all the weird overacting and bizarro scenes that happen in the first two thirds. This last third is just them running around, lots of demons floating around in hallways. It's hard to keep track of who's happening what and what's happening where. Eventually they end up outside trying to climb over the wall because the gate is gone, and that's the only way to escape this place is to climb over the wall that's built over the stream that blocks the cursed land from the non-cursed land. Roger came this through, though, in the end. was the perfect opportunity to have everyone's dreams fulfilled, and they failed again. Yep. What dreams? No, there was a mall. There was a mall of demons pulling at Judy's clothes. Oh, yeah. And, and could have the just triumphant come off. period at the end of this sentence could have been for the demons to tear her clothes off and have her be completely naked being pulled up over the wall. Being impregnated with some, like, future master demon? No, that's oh. not... You don't have sex by pulling clothes off. You, well, you, well, you pull the clothes off so that you can prepare her for the master demon impregnation ceremony. Okay, so let's go over the final scene. <laughs> Roger has her by the hand. The demons have her by the clothes. The clothes could have been torn off of her because Roger's vice grip could have maintained and pulled her up as the clothes came off. That would have been it. The other thing that's shocking about this is that it seemed like a pretty far fall for Roger on the other end. Mm -hmm. And he did hit the ground. And then he magically ends up at the top. Yeah, he must have have parkoured his way back. He really, like, Michael Jordan, that jump there. He parkoured it. Oh, he really really ninja guided in that wall? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ninja (laughs) guided. Yeah, he he NG. No, that's not going to work. No, he, close. He, he ninja. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> he ninja gated that wall. That's, 
Let's deal with that. The demons can't quite get her, even though there's all of them. All of them pile outside to try and grab onto Judy's leg as she's trying to climb over the wall. We think that Roger is just going to ditch her. He doesn't. He comes back over the wall. Big heroics. Pulls her back over with her. Uh, with him, saves the day. The sun comes up, turns all the demons into ash, I'm supposing. And we get one final glimpse of the big master demon head. And he gets pulled back into hell, because I guess they only get this one day of Halloween a year to come out and play. And Roger and Judy are walking home, back to the neighborhood, back into connection with the old uh, curmudgeonly man. And as they fade off into the distance, surviving the night of demons, we get to see the old man giving his wife, his wife who was kind enough to wake up early and make pie, giving her shit about how her pie is okay. It's a terrible scene. It's completely unnecessary. It is. <laughs> I will agree with that. It is unnecessarily attached. The old man is bizarrely over the top, even for the tone of the movie. And it's and weird. And he clearly doesn't actually eat the pie. He just swallows it with the razor blades. Yeah. Doesn't bite in or chew it at all. No, this man does just, not chew. Just huffs it down his throat so that it can slice open his just insides. takes out his teeth and swallows just and, a, and apparently the knives just slice just slice through your throat yeah. like yeah it's a, it was a almost, very interesting almost thing. as if the knives were or the razor blades were possessed by a demon or held by some sort of stunt makeup coordinator sawing his way through a fake throat from the back yeah no this is a this is about the morning of the demons <laughs> Don't over-the-top my over-the-topness, you son of a bitch. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. How do you swallow a bunch of razor blades without recognizing it? How do you not instantly just chew one and spit it back out? But that's what we're supposed to believe. We're supposed to believe that his his wife made a pie in the morning while he was asleep with the leftover apples that he had filled with razor blades. He unknowingly ate this pie. Now all the razor blades have torn through his throat. He's dead. And the, the even weirder part, or the even more unnecessary part, is that then his wife doesn't seem to give a shit. Oh, she's the queen demon. Is, yeah. 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 Is there an argument there? Is she coordinating some sort of weird demonic recruiting ground? Don't latch on to my over-the-topping of your over-the-topness. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Quit being a Roger. <laughs> Grab yourself some fudge logs. <laughs> suck on one of those fudge logs. Yeah, suck on suck on my fudge log. <laughs> eat a bowl of fuck. Yeah! Eat a bowl of fuck! <laughs> I am here to party! Party? That, that, that's like Suey? He's playing the pig role. But they're not really there to party. They ran out of batteries. A bunch of them fucked off into different rooms. It's pretty lame. Overall, yeah, pretty lame. Yeah. There's the consistency yeah. is off. The rules are off. There's not really demons here. There's lots of possessing. Some people get murdered and then brought back as zombie minions that walk slow like zombies. And other ones just get kissed mm -hmm. and have the possession passed on. So it's you're never really sure what means what. And in the end, for me, not really enough gore to keep me hanging around begging for more. Like, the demon makeup is okay, but we get an arm chopped off. Other than that, you know, Franny gets her neck broken. 
Uh, we get the the lipstick and the nipple, which is uh, memorable only because who the fuck else would do that? And I don't know. What do you guys think? Now that we've talked through it and we've experienced some of it together, still totally negative on it? Or where, where are we lying here? I will never watch this movie again. Never? Ever. Ever. From you too. Yeah. Not even like it comes on in the background and you're like, oh, yeah, we covered that on the, on, the, on, the pa- on the podcast one night. No, no. Never. Not even for that. No. Uh, no, I will never watch this movie ever again unless they man up and change the title to Night of the Demon or Night of the Demon Zombies. Otherwise, uh, no. And they also need to change the cover of the movie. I'm offended uh, greatly by the cover. <laughs> Let's hope that the wheel never lands on sequels and remakes. Don't tell me Night of the Demons 2 is on this wheel. Oh, if it lands on sequels and remakes, there's only a handful of other movies we've done, Nathan. It would be Leprechaun 2 or Night of the Demons 2 or... Wicker Man 2. The Wicker Man remake, yeah. Wicker Man 2. The Wicker Man remake, yeah. Wicker Man remake. That's what we would do. Yep. That is definitely the one we would do. So we have a a safety net. Go ahead. Land on it. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see Nick Cage's bee allergy. All right, it's time for the fabled spin. Nathan, I'm all alone. I'm gonna go ahead and crank this baby up on my own. Let's figure out what we're watching for next time. The category is 100 lunatics. Your lunatic is Jigsaw. You will be watching Saw. 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 Hey, you guys want to hear an impression? Okay, sure. Okay, 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 okay. Let's play a game. Yeah. Saw, baby. That's a a modern one for you. I've actually already seen Saw. There you go. It's now you're coming back to it with research eyes as opposed to okay what the fuck is daniel showing me this time eyes oh i thought i didn't have to watch it again oh you have to watch it again oh you don't have to i mean if you want to like come to the podcast unprepared and embarrass yourself sure Hmm. could just do it right now i feel like oh we can't do it right now i have to watch this movie at least three or four more times (laughs) yeah he has to prepare sound clips and he has to watch how much he drinks (laughs) Otherwise, he might lose his place in the walkthrough, and there might be a lot of uncomfortable pauses that need to get edited out. Some of those things might happen, sure. But Mm -hmm. for next time, we will be watching the original Saw100lunatics.com, 100lunatics at gmail.com. If you want to get in touch with us, you can rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, on Stitcher. Find us, listen, go to the website, find all the different things that we offer. Reach us at 100 Lunatics on Twitter. Reach Nathan at I Hate Horror on Twitter. Go to the TrailerParkPodcast.com website. Go to the T Park Podcast on Twitter. Andrew, any social media to be involved here? Anything to plug whatsoever? Uh, not so much. Done. If you want to listen to some music, go to YouTube and type in my name. <laughs> oh, do you put up nice little playlists for people? There's, uh, me playing guitar. 
And that's about it. And that's Andrew Riches. Hmm. That's a porn name. Yeah, it sounds really nice. The girls like it until they find out that it should be Andrew Pores. <laughs> like, oh, Andrew's yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah. Well, Andrew, we've had a good time. We hope you come back. Yeah. Maybe you will. Maybe you'll go from special guest to co-host. Oh. Who knows? We have to haze you for it. There's a long, <laughs> elaborate, torturous gauntlet. Of tests. I'm sure there's going to be like a test and uh, a panel review. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. Nathan, any final words? Um, yeah, no. But, um, I'm sorry. I'm like St. Patrick. What? How? Take care of the snakes. Did St. Patrick take care of snakes? Is that what he I did? Don't, I don't know anything happened? about snakes. Yeah. Or St. Patrick. Chased them all out of town. Pretty sure that's the thing. Really? Can you give us the legend of the four-leaf clover? Daniel, no. cut him off. Yeah, cut me <laughs> off. Hurry up. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm floundering here. Is that really why everyone's drinking? Because he drove out some snakes? Isn't that yeah. the Pied Piper? Wait, that's rats. Oh, man. You okay. gotta look this up. You're probably gonna have to edit it all out. Now I'm all no. confused. Now we have to break no. and take it and research this. No, we're gonna look it up later. <laughs> we're gonna move on. That's what we're gonna do. Sounds <laughs> like a plan. Holy shit. I could fucking kick his ass, I think. Uh, five, six. Yeah, it would be quick. I'm crumpled like a paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what was that? We tie you up. Andrew slaps you around a little bit. You get off. We go home. Oh, good shit. This is why having Nathan around is so interesting, because he remembers everything from every movie. <laughs> Daniel cut him off. That's right. And I remember everything from all the movies that Nathan doesn't care to remember anything from. Together. An unstoppable you, team. You're they right. didn't have ecstasy in 1988. Right. That would be, an, that would be an anachronism. An anachronism. Can I get a fucking vocabulary alarm? I'm getting sick and tired of this shit. We tie you up. Andrew slaps you around a little bit. You get off. We go home. <laughs> Daniel cut him off. Oh, good shit. I'm a small kid that has a strange, you know, mental problem where I want to watch these stupid fucking movies. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, pick this up, look at the back, and okay, yeah, I'll, I will watch this. Nathan, come on, what are you doing? Can we get back to the racism for a minute? Yeah, please. Mm, speak for yourself. I am not an asshole, and neither is Andrew. You're liars. Are despicable little liars. And you are the biggest liar of all. Penis. Penis. <laughs> Every time you play that clip, Andrew gets a stupid smile on his face. The same, <laughs> the same stupid grin on his face. Oh, good shit. Yeah, it wasn't constantly in your face. Mm. But this shit has always been going on. Mm -hmm. And now, yeah. in this year of peril, we have Night of the Demons to properly encapsulate the political allegory of this time. Right. People have always been assholes, and they'll always be assholes, and they'll always make asshole movies. Can't take this bitch anywhere. <laughs>